The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine featuring topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... If you receive your television through an antenna rather than through a cable service, there's important information ahead for you in ACB Reports for May 2008. But first, meet Bill Adams. Bill is a senior at Kent State University in Ohio. From January 15th through April 23rd, Bill was an intern at ACB as part of a Washington, D.C.-based class conducted by the university. How did you learn about ACB, and what caused you to become an intern there? Well, I'm actually on a program uh, through Kent State University called the Washington Program in National Issues, where we spend a semester taking classes and also interning in the city. And uh, my professor wanted me to uh, get my internship set up in September, unlike everybody else who had, you know, as long as they wanted to get set up um, because he was kind of afraid about bringing a blind uh, student. So I have a guide dog, and I just emailed the Guide Dog Foundation for the Blind's uh, email list and was asking anybody if they could help me find a internship. And uh, Janine Stanley, who I met at the Guide Dog School, suggested contacting Melanie Brunson. Well, called up Melanie, and she was like, well, why don't you talk to our new governmental affairs and advocacy uh, person, Mr. Eric Bridges. And so I called up Eric. He interviewed me, and there went from there. How long have you had Cactus, and how does she like Washington? It'll be two years in June. Was there any problem transitioning to a metropolitan area the size of Washington, D.C., uh, with your guide dog? She's used to big cities, but I'm not. I'm from a small farming community called Atwater, Ohio. So I was kind of surprised. I mean, it's a lot different. <laughs> what is your college major? And I'm, I'm assuming that uh, you'll be back in school then uh, following the uh, completion of your internship. My major is criminal justice, and my minor is political science. And I'll be graduating this May. A blind person majoring in criminal justice. What do you plan to do with that degree? a good question. I'm not exactly sure right now. I'm looking for uh, anything um, right now. Some type of probably like paralegal or investigative work would be great. And what caused you to choose criminal justice as a uh, career opportunity? Well, when I was in the Air Force, I was becoming a Defense Air Force, a Security Force Police, and just seemed like a reasonable idea to do that while I was also in college. So your vision loss then is a recent occurrence? Yes. Uh, there was a little bit of an accident about three and a half years ago. The fact that you've continued your studies in your chosen curriculum and have accomplished the uh, internship speaks quite well for your rehabilitation process. What have your duties been in the ACB National Office? I've done a couple of different things. Uh, right now I'm working on getting a uh, Randolph Shepard program stamp made. Uh, also, I made a uh, disability uh, rights lawyer database for us to easily access lawyers and people in certain areas, you know, where they live to get them some help. Also, I answer the phones, and uh, our phone calls come from around the nation from people looking for help in their area or general information about blindness, different things like that. 
So what's been your biggest challenge while you're working at ACB and living in the D.C. area? Um, probably my biggest challenge is getting around with the amount of people there are. I mean, everybody is in a hurry. But it's been rewarding. I mean, it hasn't been that challenging. I mean, it's been amazing. The internship that brought you there, that was in connection with uh, which particular course? Uh, Washington Programs and National Issues. Um, this is Kent State University uh, Washington program where, um, like, just last week we went and met with uh, Justice Clarence Thomas and then went to the Heritage Foundation and met with our local senator. That's the type of uh, things that we do each week during our class time. So you have class duties there in addition to the uh, day-to-day office intern. You're there, what, three days a week? Yes. Monday and Thursday is uh, classes. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday is intern. So then you're actually still doing classwork as though you were on campus. Mm -hmm. A lot more interesting than regular (laughs) campus classwork. When you return to Kent State, how much more school will you have? Literally just two weeks, uh, and I graduate. Is this intern program for seniors only, or is it for... Juniors uh, and seniors. Is there anything else about uh, working at uh, the ACB office or about uh, being in the D.C. Uh, area and the seat of government in general that you want to mention or talk about? Well, everybody in the D.C. office is very nice and very helpful. D.C. is an amazing city. Everybody should please come out here once or twice in their lifetime, and I hopefully will be able to come back and work here in the D.C. area either at ACB or somewhere around the city. What do you consider the most important thing that you've learned while an intern at ACB? That people dealing with blindness come from all walks of life and all around the country, but there's one common goal, you know, to be like everybody else and be self-sufficient. Kent State University senior Bill Adams successfully completed his internship with ACB in April. From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. Make your plans to attend the 47th Annual Convention of the American Council of the Blind. This information-packed event will be held from July 5th through the 12th, 2008 at the Gaunt House Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. Daily room rates are $85 for singles or doubles for rooms on the west side of the hotel and $105 for single or double suites on the east side of the hotel. Local taxes will apply. Reserve your room for this year's ACB National Convention by calling the Gaunt House Hotel at 502-589-5200. Additional convention information is available from www.acb.org. On February 17, 2009, all full-power television stations will begin broadcasting only in digital format. If you receive television signals from an antenna rather than from a cable service, and if you have not purchased a digital television by that date, you must purchase a digital-to-analog television converter box in order to continue receiving your local television channels. Federal funds have been established to provide each household with up to two coupons valued at $40 each toward the purchase of up to two of these converter boxes. The converter box coupon program is administered by the National Telecommunications and Information Agency. Tony Wilhelm is the director of the converter box coupon consumer education program for NTIA. 
Thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate the uh, great opportunity uh, for me to come and talk to you about the Converter Box coupon program. I really wanted to congratulate Eric for his leadership on this. He's really been uh, communicating with us regularly since I met him in August and really appreciate all the very good feedback that we've gotten from him on the program. As most of you probably know, there's a big change in television coming uh, February 17th, 2009. All full-powered television stations will begin broadcasting only in digital format as required by law. So this will have a big impact on a certain group of people, in particular those that rely on over-the-air television. That is, they use a rabbit ears or rooftop antenna to get their TV, and they haven't invested in the new digital television, so they still have an older analog television. Those folks will need to take action before February 17, 2009, or they will lose their TV reception. Anybody in the room fit that category? The good news is you have some choices, and you also have a year to make those choices. But let me give you a little bit of background before I tell you about what your options are and how you can take action. First of all, NTIA is the administrator of the TV Converter Box Coupon Program, as Eric mentioned. We're a very small agency within the Department of Commerce. We're responsible for certifying the converter boxes, which have been submitted by potential manufacturers. Uh, We've been testing the boxes, have a partnership with the Federal Communications Commission with their lab, and we've been testing the boxes according to our performance specifications. We contracted with IBM in August to help us execute the program, which includes consumer education, which Congress capped at $5 million dollars retailer certification and training, coupon fulfillment and consumer support, coupon redemption, payment, and retailer support. So all those different facets of this very big and complex program, we've tapped IBM and all their experience to help us run this program. We know from CEA, Consumer Electronics Association, that there are about 13 million over-the-year households out there. So I guess that's about one in 10 households. That number is decreasing because you really it's harder to get an analog TV out there now. So any new TV purchase is going to be a digital TV, and that number is going to come down between now and February of 2009. Then we have a bunch of studies out there that tell us which populations tend to be more reliant on over-the-air, and those are the folks that we're targeting our consumer education on. And these people include seniors, minorities, especially Hispanics, economically disadvantaged households, and rural residents. We have Nielsen data that tells us over-the-air penetration in different markets, so we're targeting our consumer education on those markets. As Eric said, there are a lot of benefits to this transition. NTIA is really involved in this because the airwaves that are being freed up by the broadcasters are going to go to improve uh, emergency communications. We're going to give some of this frequency that's been freed up to our first responders, our police and firefighters. It's a better part of the spectrum so they can better communicate with each other in times of emergencies. Police and firefighters and medics, they can all better interoperate and communicate uh, so that we can better protect our communities. That's number one. Number two, obviously, digital TV is just a better technology than analog in terms of better sound quality, better picture quality. You get more channels in both audio and video. So in general, it's just a more flexible medium. And so there are a lot of opportunities with digital that weren't out there in the analog world. There are auctions that are occurring actually right now. We're freeing up some of the spectrum and we're auctioning it off for next generation wireless broadband services. So all these things are just great to the American public in terms of benefits down the road. So back to what consumers need to worry about here, particularly those over-the-air people that I mentioned. 
We have about one year into the transition, February 17, 2009. So this is good timing in terms of just really starting to focus people's attention on this transition. People have three basic choices. One, if you're over the air, you can get a converter box that will plug into your existing analog TV. It's a new product. It's just coming onto the market actually this month. It's uh, pretty easy to use. It just plugs into your TV. Your antenna goes into the back of the box. It's uh, the most affordable option, obviously. We're looking at costs between 40 and $70, and the government will offset that $40 with a coupon that we'll be providing consumers. So you, you can almost get this for free, depending on whether you can get the $40 box, and the $40 box meets your needs in terms of its specifications and features. So the consumer hopefully will be paying as little as possible out of pocket. You could also upgrade to a new digital TV if you want to do that. A lot of Americans are making that choice. I think you know something like 29 million TVs will be sold in 2008. You go into a Best Buy or a Walmart or Sears or Target, and you can't miss the uh, TVs. They're just blaring and showing great pictures and great audio and everything else. And then thirdly, you can subscribe to cable or satellite or other pay service. Uh, obviously, that's a recurring cost for consumers. So. A lot of people don't want that because they don't want the extra bill. And, uh, you know, just based on my anecdotal experience, a lot of people, I think, are over the year by choice. And there's also the economic thing. So if you do want to get cable, that is a choice for those over-the-year folks. Now, in terms of cable subscribers, those people need to talk to their operators, their providers, because cable is going through its own digital transition. It's separate from the transition. I'm talking about the broadcast transition. So our box is not a box for a cable subscriber. You can't use this box to get HBO or Cinemax or whatever the <laughs> services are out there. This is for basically people that want to continue to get their over-the-air reception. That's what our box is for. Cable set-top boxes are totally different, and cable subscribers need to talk to their cable providers about what, if anything, they need to do in advance of the transition. All right, so here's some basics about the program. You can apply today if you want to get your coupons, if you're over the year. As of today, which is, what, February 11th, we started on January 1st. We've had 2.5 million requests for 4.7 million coupons. So this is out there in the ether. People are beginning to know about this transition. They're exercising their choice and are actually ordering these coupons in pretty large numbers. We do have up to 33.5 million coupons so we've only gone through about 20% of the money. That's just requests. People actually have to go and redeem and buy these boxes. So uh, we expect some attrition on that front as well. So I wouldn't say you need to panic at this point and go out and order your coupons, but, you know, it doesn't hurt, although there is a 90-day expiration on them. So if you go ahead and order them, you should know what you want to do at the time you order them. All right, so yeah, between now and March 31st, 2009, to make your request to us, so actually, even if you wake up on the 18th of February, you don't get TV, you can still go ahead and call or email and request your coupons through March 31st again of 2009. We'll provide as many as two per household, so two $40 coupons. You can't double those up and get one box with two coupons. It's one coupon per box. Again, a maximum of two per household. As I mentioned, they expire in 90 days after they're mailed out. So. If you order the coupon today, you get a uh, confirmation. The, t the clock doesn't start ticking on your 90 days until we actually put it in the mail. Coupons are free, but supplies are limited. We have $1.3 billion for coupons, which we think is a fair amount of money and probably enough to go around. 
I mentioned they're free because you know you do want to avoid t- potential scams out there. You know, people selling these things online or wanting your private personal information to order these things. We are starting to actually see some scams out there. So beware. Don't pay for a coupon. They are free. Don't provide your personal information like social security numbers to folks. If people do ask for that or you do see these things for sale, please call our toll-free number and report those things. Coupons can only be used for the certified converter boxes. So when you go to your local retailer, you can't use it to buy a new TV or you can't go to a grocery store and buy a bag of chips with these things. You You have to use them for certified converter boxes. They're electronically trackable. They're like gift cards. You're going to get them in the mail and they're going to be affixed to this piece of paper, kind of like a credit card. There's no stored value in them until you go to the Best Buy and swipe it at the point of sale in tandem with your converter box purchase. It's a one-time purchase. As I said, it's not a cable set-top box. People ask me how much it's going to cost me per month. It's a one-time investment. And then once you get this thing home and plugged in, there are no recurring fees associated with this thing. You can apply online. The website is dtv2009.gov dtv2009.gov it's a great website has a lot of different information for you not just how to apply but it's got background information on you know is this transition for you what are your choices are you affected these sorts of things so a lot of different information there are resources for consumer education that I'll talk about in a minute but there is a simple couple of step process to apply dtv2009.gov you can also apply by phone at 1-888-DTV-2009. That's 888-388-2009. It's a pretty simple process. I think it actually captures your phone number and gives you a reverse lookup. If you give them your home phone number, it'll say, do you live at 15 Maple Drive? And you just say yes, and then it'll basically process your application. So the phone is probably the easiest thing to do and the most straightforward call from home or give your home phone number. It'll tell you where you live. Uh, It knows where you are. And then uh, you just give a couple other additional pieces of information. We need to know how many coupons you want. Finally, we need to know whether you're over the year or not, whether you subscribe to cable. Because there is a little wrinkle with our eligibility, which is if we've gone through 22 and a quarter million coupons, the final 11 and a quarter million coupons will be available only to over-the-year reliant households. So that's a uh, weird way of saying Every household is eligible through the first 22 and a quarter million. So if you have cable TV, but you happen to have that other analog TV up in your bedroom that's got the rabbit ears, you can get a coupon for that additional TV until we've run out of the first 890 million bucks. And then we're only going to have this program available to the over-the-year reliant people. That's because we don't want any household in the U.S. out there without television. It's an important means of communication in our society. You can also apply through snail mail. You can ask for a hard copy application. We'll mail that to you. We do have Braille applications, too, and we'll mail those out to you. But I think the phone is going to be the easiest thing for people to use. So here's what we need. Again, name, address, how many coupons you want, one or two, and then whether household has cable, satellite, or other pay service. We don't accept P.O. boxes. So if you're a household in Manhattan and you give us a P.O. address, we're going to knock that out and say we really need your home address, not your P.O. box. There are exceptions for people in remote areas. Otherwise, don't give us a P.O. box. And don't give anybody your social security number, bank account number, mother's maiden name, dog's name, you know, 
high school, you went to, mascot, any of that stuff. If anybody asks for that, then please report that to our 888 number. Certified converter boxes, we've got over 30 of these things out there, so there's a lot of choice for consumers, um, 30 plus boxes. Um, you should probably look at these boxes to see which ones meet the, your needs. Uh, you know, I have seen ones, for example, with the SAP button on the remote. Others may not have it. Some may have this. Others may not have that. So you need to look to see which ones are good for your communities and maybe communicate that out to folks. A list of the certified boxes is available on a website called ntiadtv.gov. www.ntiadtv.gov will give you the list of all the certified boxes. Again, I was just looking at the uh, Zenith box this morning before I came in to see if it had any features that your community would be interested in. It does have an SAP button on it on the remote. Coupon redemption. These will be mailed out to you via United States Postal Service by law. So you're not going to get them via Courier Pigeon or FedEx or whatever. They're only going to come via U.S. mail. They will take a while to get to your household. And we're not going to mail them out until boxes are available in retail stores. As I said, they're just coming online now. Best Buy has some. Walmart has some. So what you want to do is call ahead and make sure these things are available in those stores before you go out there. It's a brand new product, so they're not going to be dropped from a plane and be available in every store in the whole country immediately. And we will not send out those coupons until we know there's adequate supply out there. And then the nine-day clock will start ticking once we mail them out. As I said, they'll come to look like plastic gift cards. They're not embossed, though, so they're just going to be cards. So if there's a way to figure out roughly when they're going to come, and we can help you out and what the dimensions, whatever it is that could be helpful to you, we'd be happy to work with you on that. So there's more than 250 retailers that, that have already signed up for the program. There are about 15,000 outlets, but I mentioned every one of those outlets is not going to have a box. So, again, call ahead. We have folks like Best Buy, Circuit City, Kmart, Radio Shack, Sam's Club, Sears, Target, and Walmart. They all may carry slightly different boxes with slightly different features. So again, you know, the consumer needs to do a little bit of research on his or her own part. We've been working very closely with Eric on just consumer education, which I think is what we're starting to talk about now, how to communicate out what boxes may be better for your groups and others, where the buttons are, how to get to the features you want as quickly as possible. Obviously, a lot of the stuff may be in owner's manuals, et cetera. We have a bunch of different information on our website that we'd be happy to co-brand with you and get out there in terms of flyers, uh, bill stuffers, posters, PSAs, both in English and Spanish. We'll take calls in seven different languages, including English, Spanish, French, Russian, simplified Chinese, Tagalog, and Vietnamese. So we've got a lot of the languages covered. And then 150 other languages via AT&T's language uh, relay service. And then hearing impaired, we do have a TTY number 877-530-2634. That's the TTY number. 1-877-530-2634. That's the TTY number in English. Then there's a TTY Spanish number, which is one 866 495 1611. It's on the flyers and all the information that's on the website. We do have a newsletter that goes out quarterly, and that'll just give you periodic updates on the program. PSAs are not enough to educate people. You know, the industry is doing a huge PSA campaign, and we appreciate that. 
But we also know we got to get grassroots word of mouth out there through trusted intermediaries like yourselves. Uh, you know, people aren't going to know what NTIA is, uh, but they certainly know your organization. So we want to work with you to get that word out and seek collaboration with you to make this program a success. Tony Wilhelm addressed the ACB Legislative Seminar in February. An article entitled The 411 from the Information Access Committee was published in the Braille Forum for April 2008. This article, written by Information Access Committee Chair Marlena Lieberg and ACB staff member Eric Bridges, raises several concerns pertaining to the accessibility of the converter boxes and of the coupons themselves. You can read this article from the Braille Forum page of the ACB website or contact the American Council of the Blind for additional information. Next month, we'll have our annual sneak preview of the upcoming convention of the American Council of the Blind. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports. Connecting the blind community around the world, this is ACB Radio. 